You know what time it is? It's mime time. Baby good gravy. What's good, fam? Big updates. First off, sorry I haven't uploaded in three months. Back in October, I had to move after living in the same apartment for about six years. Moving is a huge pain, as you know. And the worst thing is I did it to myself. I made it more of a pain for myself. It was six years worth of accumulated shit I had to either transport or get rid of. And I'm still organizing and rearranging here and there. At least I got to throw an awesome housewarming party. It was a house party like out of a movie. A couple of friends told me it was so much fun. And there were so many people, but don't tell anyone. This was before Corona level 2.5. Second, my mom came to Korea from the States mid-fall. And so I've been spending a lot of time with her. I can't begin to tell you how wonderful and meaningful it's been to spend many, many hours with my mom these days. Talking about family, talking about her past, talking about life and the future of our family about the importance of being honest, humble, hardworking, honorable people in this world. She's an amazing human being, and I can't tell you how grateful and fortunate I am to have her as a mother. This is especially in the context when I hated her guts just a couple years ago and promised I would never talk to her again. I, I never imagined that things would be this great between us, and it's also beyond my wildest dreams. This is all part of the reason why I started this podcast, to talk about family and my mom, and to talk about forgiveness in our families, healing, connection, especially if you come from a Korean-American family or an Asian family like me. My mom deserves a whole episode of her own. Matter of fact, my mom should have her own podcast and call it Mom Time. Oh, see what I did there? Mime Time and Mom Time. I've been getting a lot of Mom Time, and my mom's been getting a lot of Mime Time. Oh, yeah. Third, I will be going to the States in February and be out of Korea for a few months. I'll talk about why near the end of the episode. Fourth, I just hit 2,000 downloads before Christmas. It's over 2,000. Yay. Just wait until I hit over 9,000. Even though I haven't uploaded for a few months, people have been listening. Mime Time Podcast is now available on Amazon Music and Pandora. That means you can listen to my sweet, sweet voice, oh yeah, on literally all the major English-speaking podcast platforms in the world that I know of. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, <laughs> TuneIn, Overcast, PocketCast, Castro, CastBox, Podchaser, and finally, as of very recently, Amazon Music and Pandora. I'm counting my blessings. Thank you, all who've listened to me this year. I know I haven't hit the marketing and sharing as much as I should have, but you know, sometimes I get discouraged because I'm not promoting mime time as hard as I should. The thoughts come in. Only 2,000 mime? Really? You should have hit 20,000 or 100,000 by now. You're slacking. And sure, I have been. I'm human. And maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't give a shit. But it means the world to me that people have been listening, that you've been listening to my podcast and getting something out of it. Life gets in the way. And I try my best to be consistent and deliver quality content on a regular basis. 
It's harder than I thought, as it turns out. But please be assured, I've made this commitment to do this podcast. The obstacle is the way, as they say. Even if I fall off this horse, know that I will get back on this horse hard and ride till I can't no more hard. And if you're getting something out of this, shoot me an email or DM and say, hey, Mime, where's my next episode? Get your she together, you bum. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to those of you who have given me feedback on it. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about 2020 hindsight, aka mime sight. What a dramatic roller coaster of a year for all humanity as well as for myself personally. Let me tell you how this year went for me, as I'm always excited and grateful to share my stories and thoughts with you. On New Year's Eve, exactly a year ago, my business partner Eric and I, with our team, prepared the most epic New Year's Eve party ever at a swanky hotel here in Seoul. It was awesome. We had some awesome talent perform, great music, great vibes, great people. I think almost 2,000 people came over the course of the night. I was surrounded by my best friends, my girlfriend, and a bunch of wonderful people. We partied and partied so hard. It was a proper ushering for 2020 and quite auspicious, actually. We had huge hopes to do even bigger events, but as you know, things didn't turn out that way. Then a couple days later, After recovering from such an amazing New Year's Eve, my childhood buddy, Mark, shout out to you, Mr. Morin, and my girlfriend and I went to Boracay for an an epic eight-day vacation, right? So we had actually spent Christmas in my hometown in Rhode Island, USA together, then flew back to Korea for an epic New Year's Eve party, and then we flew to Boracay to the Philippines for the first time. It was amazing. We stayed at an awesome serviced residence Airbnb, a huge two-bedroom suite with a giant balcony overlooking the island. We ate the best food, met the most awesome people, and went on a great adventure. We went island hopping, all that shit. It was a dream vacation come true. And I'd say that I confidently manifested this dream by the law of attraction and by visualization. It's not scientific, and I frankly don't care. In the year leading up to this vacation, I had dreams of paradise. Me being on a beach, some island in Southeast Asia with people I love without a care in the world and nothing but love and pleasure and joy. And then in the winter of 2019, leading up to this vacation to Boracay, when I was still working to wrap up the year in Seoul, I was enduring the freezing cold. And in those coldest moments, I imagined myself being in that palm tree, sandy beach paradise. The hope and the dream of experiencing a future paradise kept my soul warm. Get this, it was a dream in my mind, then a conscious visualization, and then reality. Now, in retrospect, it feels like it was a dream, except instead of a future hope, it's a real cherished memory. The warm white sand, the sun on our faces, the blue water, the colorful people, the excitement and the joy and the laughter. Now I use this beautiful, warm memory, which was once just a promising dream, to keep me warm in this winter until the next time I can visit such a place again. When you go through hardship, you can put your hand into the cookie jar of any wonderful experiences you've had for comfort and solace and strength even. And if you come from the right heart and mind, you'll know these are reflections of your own beautiful consciousness experiencing the world. That's how I interpret Albert Camus when he said, in the depth of winter, 
I finally learned that within me there lay an invincible summer. If that invincible summer is deep within me, then it's within you too. Anyways, it's crazy to think the whole world and my life was in such a time of prosperity a year ago. I mean, Boracay was packed. On the last day of our trip, we were riding the boat back to shore after a wonderful, perfect day of island hopping, seeing the sunset, basking in the sun. I'd never imagined how this year would have turned out, that the world would descend into this corona madness. Then we came back to Korea and parted ways. I worked on producing five episodes for my podcast launch in February. Wow, that was 10 months ago. I had a cheeky podcast launch party where I gave a speech and rambled on. I think I had a couple of cheeky drinks by the time I got on mic. I was shooting for an episode a week, but then I got burned out. I think as I have been for quite some time, I've been trying to do too many things at once. And some of you might relate. If you're someone like me, if you have lots of interests and things that you're curious about, lots of things you want to do and learn, explore, sometimes it's hard to really get good at anything if you're distracted between a part-time job and trying to stay fit and cook at home and clean the house and be a club promoter. Anyways, I've had to stumble through and learn a lot in time management and stuff like that. And to be honest, I still have a lot to learn. And we'll talk about that. In late February, I went for a brief epic two-day trip to the States just as Corona was getting real. I was worried I wasn't able to go to the States or come back to Korea. Uh, I went to just go meet one of my favorite podcasters, Jordan Harbinger. It was for Jordan's 40th birthday event, a volunteer rehabilitation program for incarcerated men. I talk all about this in my 18th episode of Mime Time, what a day in prison taught me about freedom. I got to befriend some amazing people, have a humbling, meaningful experience engaging with incarcerated men who strive to keep their dignity, who strive for freedom. Then I met, you know, I got to hang out with Jordan Harbinger on his birthday and meet some other listeners and meet new friends for life and connect. Then I flew back to Korea just for my partner Eric's birthday because I missed it the previous year. And that was a crazy week. It was such an, an honor and a, a pleasure and a privilege to meet Jordan Harbinger and other fans of his podcast. And if you met me on that trip, hit me up and let's, uh, let's have a chat. I, I hope you've had a great year since then. It was really awesome to meet you guys. Afterwards, I had to get back into a more regular working schedule and found out that my income was halved. The job that I work cut down a lot of hours this year. Plus, I had a cheeky bit of credit card debt, so I had to start digging myself out of that hole. As far as the club and party event scene, well, as you might have guessed, Boom Bar closed, then opened up again, then the clubs closed again, and right now it's just closed. We were hoping for more epic parties and events, especially after that amazing New Year's Eve party, so we had to pivot hard. That was a very humbling experience, and it made me wake up a bit and made me realize I got to get my shit together financially. And also from March 5th to July 4th, I didn't drink for four months. And that was awesome for me. I lost a lot of weight, slept better, saved some money and had more focus. And then I gained back all the weight afterwards and lost that discipline and good routine. So I got to be more aware of that when I go on these cleanses. So if I go on a cleanse for a couple months or just one month, you know, and start drinking or whatever again. I can't, I shouldn't go overboard, 
right? So I, I have to, I know myself a bit better now. And in April, with the help of a law firm, I established an LLC for my podcast and media contents here in South Korea. That was an exercise in frustration dealing with paperwork and countless steps needed to conduct business, but it was a valuable experience and I'm grateful for that. So if you need help establishing a company in South Korea and going to the various city offices, um, you know, I can help you out with that, at least setting a company up. Since I went through it through myself, I'd love to help out other people who are interested in starting a company here. This year, you know, it had its ups and downs, but it was filled with lots of productivity, good things, good time spent with good people, lots of valuable lessons. The things I did right, launching my podcast, Mime Time, finally executing. Uh, I became more consistent with going to the gym, at least when it was open. Unfortunately, all gyms are closed here in Korea as of December 2020. I got to put out all these episodes for my podcast. I got to share my stories and thoughts with people and hear their feedback. Thank you guys again so much. I can't say it enough, so I'll just be a broken record with some of these things. Thank you so much for listening. It's great. I'm proud to say that I put out over 20 episodes this year. I got to have lots of awesome chats with guests on my show. I learned a bit about website building or just using Squarespace anyways. A little bit about digital marketing and how much I suck at it. So there's room for improvement there. And yeah, I guess the best thing I did this year was start this podcast and just be able to talk with you, just to be able to record this so you can listen. I think this is the best. You're the best thing that happened to me this year. Thank you so much. So I'd love for you to think about it. What have you been doing right? What went great for you this year? And what could you be doing better in the future? For me, I'm going to get a bit more specific here. For me, I find sticking to all the habits that are important to me to be difficult. Consistency is a challenge. Some days I'd wake up early, go through my morning routine without hitch, work out, meditate, work on this podcast, make a healthy green smoothie, hit all my check marks and so on. Other days I'd wake up late, hungover, spend hours on my phone watching stupid stuff on YouTube, order some junk food. You know, I've read plenty of literature and consumed content on productivity, self-improvement, and having good habits like Atomic Habits by James Clear. Or, you know, I'm going through The Willpower Instinct right now. This is, it's a great book. And I should still read and consume this content. But in the end, my execution doesn't stick as much as I'd like to. You can only read so many books and watch so many video tutorials or whatever. And you just have to live it. You just have to execute on a consistent basis. And so I learned a lot about that stuff. I, I learned more about what makes me tick and what makes me uh, trigger something so I don't stick to my habits. So I do, see, I do well seemingly for a while and then I fall off the horse and I feel like I hit a setback. What I've learned in particular this year is that when I have a setback, it's not an excuse to go back even more. And just because I messed up my diet doesn't mean that I need to order, I don't know, three extra cheeseburgers or tteokbokki or whatever. And I don't have to spend too much time wasting my time and energy having negative thoughts that beat me down because I know those thoughts don't actually help me. You can only beat yourself up too much for not reaching your own expectations. You're, you're human. Sure, I love a good kick in the ass, especially from my mentors and people I trust to give it to me hard, the real, raw, honest truth. Shout out to my business partner and best bro, Eric. In a chat last week, he made me promise him that I'd get out an episode this week. So here I am doing it. So I can say I put out 25 episodes in 2020. 
Anyways, getting back to what I'm saying, I'm a big believer in tough love, or at least speaking honestly and directly. And at the same time, when I have a setback or I break my good streak, I'm more equipped to get back on my feet and go, what's next? How can I become better? How can I learn from this? I've made countless mistakes. I'll make countless more. And even though sometimes I beat my head against the wall counterproductively, I look back on not just this year, but all my life and look at how far I've come, how much I've grown, the things I've done, the adventures I've experienced. And so I can have a more encouraging voice to myself. It's like, hey, you know what? You're human, mime, and no one else, at least not a lot of people around you are doing what you're doing, trying to be consistent, trying to pursue your goals and your dreams actively. I have my shortcomings. I have my vices. Greed, alcohol, porn, food. I'm human too. It's okay because I know I'm making long-term meaningful progress towards my future dreams. Next, I want to talk about possessions and minimalism. I mentioned I moved to a new place a few months ago and I had a lot of stuff and it was very stressful for a while to move all that stuff and embarrassing actually that I, that I have so many things. I try to be minimalist and live simply and keep a clean, organized space to live, sleep, and work. Because if you have a lot of stuff that you can't get rid of, then you don't own your things. Your things own you. So I've been using this Korean used goods buy sell market app called Tangan Market, Carrot Market, and it's become my best friend. It doesn't matter how much money I have, if I have a vast estate and a bunch of assets and mansions and vacation homes and cars and all this stuff. If all this stuff is not properly organized or conveniently accessible, or if it's tying me down, then I won't have freedom. I won't have peace of mind. Every piece of clothing, furniture, tool, whatever I have is my responsibility. Therefore, it occupies precious mental space. If I look at it one way, the less physical clutter I have, the less mental clutter I have, which gives me more resources mentally and financially to devote to my goals. Next, let's talk about productivity, which has been big for me this year. I've made lots of mistakes and I, I did some things right. Productivity, attention, planning, and time management. If I have less mental clutter, I'll have more cognitive capital. Not only are my time and energy important and precious, my moment-to-moment -moment attention is precious. My focus. Do I really need to be looking at another video of some Japanese chef cutting up some fresh sashimi? Is this helping me get closer to my long-term goals? If not, I have to cut it out or reduce it. A lot of life is just cutting out distractions, cutting out the noise. And saying no is hard sometimes, but you got to say no to a lot of things to get the fewer, most meaningful things you really want out of life. This is the artist's journey, the struggle for anybody battling with procrastination, willpower, and focus when it comes to building any meaningful project or goal in one's life. And in this day and age, with countless distractions through digital media and social network and blah, 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 maybe even this is a distraction for you. So I'm doing my best to make it very meaningful and very valuable for you in the way that I can. Thank you, as always, for your attention. I hope, whether through meditation or willpower practices, Whatever you do to, you know, instill good habits consistently and strengthen your prefrontal cortex. I hope that everyone listening to this is able to develop the ability to do deep work and to focus on one meaningful thing for an extended period of time. I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't 
have produced 25 episodes this year if it wasn't for this ability to focus, at least some modicum of being able to keep my attention, even though I want to go make another pot of coffee, even though I had enough coffee, or texting a friend, or looking at something on YouTube, or Instagram, or whatever. I've let myself get distracted countless times, and I will still get distracted. But going forward, especially in 2021, I'm going to reduce this mental clutter, reduce the distractions. I'm going to maybe listen to Cal Newport's Deep Work again, and then go through digital minimalism, and listen to his podcast, Deep Questions, to have more order and discipline in my day-to-day life. I highly recommend those resources. Cal Newport is the motherfucking god of deep work and productivity, mate. And with that also comes, you know, planning and time management. Planning is super important, but I still have trouble being consistent with it. If I were better at planning and executing, I'd have every single day time blocked to the hour for everything that I need to accomplish in terms of fitness, work, reading, this podcast, spending time with family and friends, personal leisure time, and so on. I'm nowhere near that level yet. Now, of course, no one's perfect. We're all human. But I, I really want to see how far I can push myself and how sharp I can be mentally. At least I'm more self-aware so I can look at what's working for me and what doesn't work. The ideal thing for any podcast or a content creator is to have months of work, recording, editing, and guests all scheduled out, properly recorded and produced and published and SEO'd and digitally marketed without missing a beat. I'm not, again, I'm not at that level yet, but this is part of the process. And again, I'm only human. Just because I failed several times this year to be consistent doesn't mean that I will just give up, right? The obstacle is the way. I may take a step back. I might have setbacks. I might take a break for a while. If this is a war of the mind, a war on controlling the self, then I may retreat for a while to see a more tactical advantage, but I will come back hard. I will persevere to keep my eyes on the prize until the day that I die. <laughs> Next, let's talk about finances. Another big thing for me this year, I mean, as it should be for every year, is, is finances, money. You know, I had, earlier I mentioned I had credit card debt. I had a few thousand dollars in debt. And looking back, my income was halved because Corona. And also because of Corona, my flatmate had to leave Korea, which meant I had to pay rent all by myself for a few months. So Not only was I making thousands of dollars less than I was used to in previous years, there were thousands of dollars in unforeseen expenses. And as much of a wonderful time I spent last winter flying around the world, which I don't regret, I should have been way more diligent with my spending habits and saved up more money prior. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm thankfully in a much better spot financially than I was a year ago, but I still need to be very austere with the way I spend my money. This is a time of austerity for me and for the world. And I have nothing to complain about. I just have to be disciplined. More and more, I'm convinced the real way to accumulate wealth is to save. I will not spend any money on eating out or buying shit I don't need unless it's absolutely necessary. Or at least I'll have a realistic budget for monthly expenses and put in principles to, to stick to it. Hard. Next, let's talk about family. This year, since my mom came to Korea and we've spent so much time together, I learned so much more about our family. Family is super important if you're lucky to have one. My family history, our family story, is complicated and filled with hardships. My parents' and grandparents' generations went through so much shit with the Korean War and Japanese occupation and everything that happened before. They went through so many, so many hard times. I can only imagine what it was like, to say the least. I think I'm the luckiest man in the family. I live a great life, the life my father dreamed for me. And my father's gone, but my mom is still around. 
She is an intelligent woman of astounding conviction, passion, and love for our family and for humanity. I see where I get the brightest, most honorable parts of myself from. So when she is going through a challenge or she sheds a tear for what she and our family have gone through, I feel my father placing his hand on my shoulder, telling me to comfort her, to take care of her, to do all the things he can't do, to be the best son that I can be. More and more I see family is everything and loyalty to the people who matter, good people, is essential. In spite of all the hardships, all the baggage, all the trauma and dysfunction that my family has, I'm super grateful and proud and humbled to be from this family, to be my brother's brother, my mother and father's son. No matter what complaints or grief I have with my family, everyone has been doing their best with what they know up until now. I may have had my trauma and my issues with my family, my resentments, but now I see everyone has just been doing their best. My older brothers, my parents, and their parents, and their parents went through the hardship, the abuse, the poverty, the chaos of war, the humiliation. They shielded me. They protected me. So I have even greater responsibility and gratitude to my ancestors and to my parents and to my brothers. They did everything they could. And now I am so strong, so beautiful, so capable, so loving and visionary. So many blessings and so much opportunity have been passed on to me. I'm only just now this year beginning to appreciate and act on these in more meaningful ways. And I think, well, maybe you don't have a family. Maybe you don't know who your parents or siblings are then what can you do? You can only change yourself. You have to find the people that you aspire to be like, good people with the right values, with the sense of direction in life. You can befriend those people. You can help those people. Make them your family. Then if you want, you could find the right person to have children with and start your own blood family. My family and my friends are what matter to me the most. Do I look at my family's past and current struggles or emotional baggage with some resentment, humiliation, shame, disgust? Absolutely. But now I see beyond that. I have to see beyond that. I see all of this as an opportunity for the first time in our family's history, in humanity's history, in this generation, that we can heal the pain. We are no longer victims of circumstance, but incredibly resilient and strong survivors and now thrivers. I see it in the context of our family, as well as humanity's glorious journey towards self-actualization, especially meeting so many other Koreans or Korean-Americans, Korean kyopos who have lived abroad elsewhere, or other Asian-Americans or Asians who have lived in the West that, you know, I can see all your stories on Asian Hustle Network or Badass Asian Dudes, people who are trying to transcend, people who are trying to become better people, people who are trying to make a ton of cash and go on adventures and see the world and explore the self. Like the very people I've been so fortunate to have on my podcast. I see it, especially in the Asian diaspora. I still believe this is the best time to be alive in human history. And everything we want, we can make it ours. At least we have more of an opportunity to do so, whether it's making money, exploring the world, even though Corona's fucked everything up, exploring ourselves, having more self-knowledge. We can read books. You know, there's so much good knowledge and resources available to anybody than ever before, right? So for whatever we want, within reason, we have to try to say that we did. And no one can judge us as we know we did our best to our dying breath. Whether or not there's a worldwide epidemic fucking up the economies and our livelihoods, this is still an opportunity to become stronger, smarter, faster, harder. 
And so I feel like I owe a great debt to my family and to my mom. She's done so much for our family, so much sacrifice. I want to be a good, honorable son. I asked my mom, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, oh, I don't know. And later she said, actually, mom, you know what? I want you to fly back to America with me. So in February, I'm going to fly to America with her for personal family reasons. I'm excited, but also anxious to go on this adventure in America in Corona 2021. I got a lot of paperwork and preparation to do between now and when I fly out then. Don't worry, I'm not leaving Korea for good. I'll be back like the Terminator. And I'll bring my equipment to record and publish episodes. By the way, if you want to sublet my room in Itaewon here in Seoul for a few cheeky months while I'm gone, hit me up. It's in a dope location with a big shared space. And my flatmates are cool and French as fuck. So that wraps it up for today. I hope you enjoyed my stream of consciousness overview of this year. I'd like to ask, what was the happiest moment this year for you? What went right? What did you do right? Did you make it big on the stock or crypto markets and your investments? Did you somehow find romance in all this? Did you find a way to make money? What was the lowest moment for you this year? What went wrong for you? What was your fault? Did you break up with someone you love? Did you lose your job? Did you lose a loved one? I hope you take all the good and bad of this year and all previous years to make yourself a better, stronger, more compassionate, more loving person, smarter, wiser, closer for you to realize your own dreams, whatever that may be. I want to thank the guests on my show thus far this year, Dustin Wessa, The Sous Sommelier, Chris Kim, who started Badass Asian Dudes podcast in the Facebook group, and June Yoon, who started Expat Starves podcast, Danny Kim, The Dating Coach, Andreas, The Greek American God of Korea, Victor Min, The God of E-Commerce in Korea, Sarah Andre, The Goddess of Wine. Johnny FD, the digital nomad, Eric Z Yang, the virtual summit entrepreneur god, Victor Ung, the emotional intelligence coach god, <laughs> Matt Smart, the crypto trader, Kelly of Nothing's Really Real podcast. I'm so fortunate to have had all these amazing people on Mime Time. And as much as I know you love the sound of my voice and all this cheeky ASMR, you'll get to hear the voices of other amazing guests in the upcoming year. So stay tuned. Overall, this was an amazing year for me, and I'm humbled and grateful for all that has happened, good and bad. What I will do from now on is, as I always have, be more disciplined and consistent in all areas of my life, financially, fitness-wise, podcast-wise, and so on. In spite of all my shortcomings and me being hard on myself, I know I'm only human after all, and so are you. You will fail, you will make mistakes, you will suffer, but the greatest thing is that you can get back on your feet. You can learn, you can change, and you can grow into a better version of yourself and you can believe in yourself and take action upon that. I'm living proof. And if I didn't believe that, if I didn't know that, then you wouldn't be here listening to my voice right now. So thank you so, so much for tuning in with me this year. Thank you, Mime Timers. I love you. I wish you the very best 2021. And I'm so excited to make the most out of this beautiful, incredible existence with you in the new year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Mime Timers. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you very hard. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Until next time, Mime Time. Peace.